All right, all right, everybody. Welcome to Geopolitics in Conflict Breaking News. I wanted to share some information with you that just came up. Actually, I was looking at it earlier this morning, which is a declaration by the Ministry of Defense in Russia and Iran that Russia, Iran, and China will be conducting joint military exercises tomorrow. So the exercises will be in the Atlantic Ocean and the Sea of Oman, which is in the north per se. So why is this significant? It is a big deal. So I decided to go ahead and uh, provide you this uh, breaking or this info here and provide you some sort of an assessment or an analysis, a brief one, as to what it means. But first, let me just detail. And by the way, I hope that this recording sounds right, uh, because yesterday when I did the, the breakings about Iran, uh, some of you made the comment that the image wasn't good and the sound wasn't good. And it wasn't indeed, because I checked it later on. And I don't know what went wrong, because it's the same setting that I've been recording at uh, worked before. So sometimes glitches they are out of our control so in any event so let's hope this works out so so uh, iranian armed forces uh, public relations uh, uh, the admiral uh, admiral mustafa tajuddin uh, did uh, mention that uh, uh, the upcoming exercises which is tomorrow uh, will be carried under the name and i quote because he did mention that one together for security and peace End of quote. Why is that important? It's because the word together, you know, this is where I personally see, and if I am to put my analyst hat, this is where I see that joined between Russia, China, and Iran, that triangle. Remember, we talked about it. I did mention it a couple of times ago. This is where I see the, we can always say, or almost say, this is the emergence of a new military alliance. That will be a counter way to the West, NATO for, for that matter, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I am going to provide some other explanation as to why that is. So, as I said, these exercises will be mainly in the north part of the Atlantic Ocean, you know, and this is, uh, will be known as the Maritime Security Belt 2022. We all know about the Road and Belt and Road Initiative of China. This is now the joint exercises military one under the name of Maritime Security Belt 2022. And the purpose, of course, uh, that's what they're going to have to state because that's the norm, is the stability and strength of cooperation between uh, those three countries, Russia, China, and of Iran, and also the objective of the training also is to demonstrate to some other parties, you all can read between the lines, you know, uh, to demonstrate the ability of those three countries to protect maritime security. It's a big deal. So, so here is the thing, and, and here is my analysis in all this. You know. And I am not surprised, by the way, because when I wrote the Iran book, I talked about this particular point and I said it would be just a matter of time before uh, uh, either Russia or, or, or China will be allowed to establish a naval base in Iran. 
I won't be surprised. And it's just a matter of time. As a matter of fact, those exercises in indication to the military cooperation that could move one day, and I say could move one day into some sort of treaty down the road. It's it's moving into that direction. I'm seeing the trend going that direction. Why is that? Is that? It's because the shifting of the geopolitical landscape, one. And second, it's almost, if I am to think, I'll say, you know, those countries are fed up with what's going on with, for example, sanctions from the U.S., which became almost like abusive of sorts. So this is where I see personally that China and Iran or uh, Russia and Iran or all three may enter into some treaty of source, which will be clearing the way. Because once that happens, they will be clearing the way for them to establish a military or naval bases on the Iranian soil. I truly won't be surprised. It will be strategic for one. It will be convenient second for both for Russia. It will be convenient because if Russia moves its advanced uh, weapon system into the Iranian soil, it's easy to deal with NATO from there. It will be easy for China. It's because it can manage either if the move of the uh, U.S. Fifth Fleet from Bahrain, in case he wants to go to South China Sea, they can deal with it right there. So this is where the advantage uh, of... And of course, we shouldn't forget that should this happen and when this happen, and it will be similar to the arrangements the United States has right now with Bahrain, with the presence of the U.S. Fifth Fleet. So it's going to be like, what's the big deal? Why the U.S. is screaming about all this or the West for that matter? You know, this is where I see. I mean, the reason when I mentioned this back then, uh, at that time, I said uh, China or Russia will not move forward yet. Why? Because they have to wait till the dust settles. And now the dust has settled. The U.S. leadership in the Middle East is waning. As a matter of fact, the U.S. is retrieving from the Middle East, you know, because we couldn't understand the, the complexities of, uh, of, of this. And I did, by the way, uh, guys, you might want to check a video that I did on locals in which I talked openly about why that failure of the U.S. in the Middle East because of a lack of understanding of certain aspects, historical, cultural, religious, and also uh, uh, ideological. So I detailed on that one. So, And this is where I see, for example, uh, as I said, China and Russia will wait till the dust settles uh, before this major shift uh, take place. And, and because the regional geopolitical landscape uh, in the Middle East is changing beyond the control of the United States. You know, look no further than what's taking place right now in Yemen. You know, with the Houthis attacking United Arab Emirates. Whoever thought, yes, Iran might be supporting the, the Houthis. So what? <laughs> we support other groups as well. So, so from a military perspective, or militarily speaking, uh, the, the interests of those three countries, Russia, China, and Iran, could merge and will merge in an unexpected way. And this is what we are seeing. Basically, what we got, you know, guys, what we are seeing, what we are witnessing? 
we're witnessing the shift of the geopolitical landscape before our own eyes. This is exactly what's happening. So, and mind you that Russia and China, the upcoming meeting, by the way, between uh, President Xi and President Putin in February, uh, which I am keeping an eye on that because I, I have a lot to say about that one and I'm going to share uh, my knowledge with you regarding that and my assessments. But what I was referring to is the phone call that took place towards the end of the year between President Xi and President Putin, in which they talked about establishing the financial infrastructure. What does it mean? It means basically to get rid of the US dollar altogether, to drop it, to bypass the SWIFT. And this is where Iran comes in. They all can work, three of them, Russia, China, and Iran. They all have a common objective. Get rid of the US dollar altogether, then strengthen the trade between all of them while they have the military capabilities. Because here is the thing. When you combine China's military, Russia's military, and Iran's military capabilities, you know, NATO, I don't think so. NATO can stand, take a, 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 a chance with, with, with dealing with that. Because they are, the three of them will be a force to be reckoned with. So I do anticipate that to move forward. So, because once again, when you consider China's advanced military technology, you know, once you consider uh, Russia's nuclear capabilities, you know, you can just see where this is headed, you know. One of you uh, guys, one of our viewers did mention one time, uh, well, wouldn't that be a good alliance between the three uh, countries? Uh, the answer is yes, it will be. I am certain Washington is concerned about that. I am certain London is concerned about that. I am certain Paris, uh, Berlin, whatever, but who cares? They're going to do what they're going to do because the sovereign states, they can decide whatever they want. And plus... They will reach, I think, the exercises to me, an indication of how much the those three countries were fed up. They are fed up <laughs> with the West double standards and this human rights, this and that, and, and this nonsense. It is getting beyond. So, and mind you also that all this is happening uh, against the backdrop of the ongoing nuclear talks with Iran between the P4 plus Germany and Iran, you know. Why well, I didn't say P5? Because U.S. is not sitting at the table. So it's only the Europeans and Germany. So, you know, and because this is where I believe this military cooperation and now that is uh, manifesting itself into the military uh, joint exercises, this one will allow now Iran, or give Iran rather, not allow, but gives Iran the opportunity now to go ahead and try to acquire more advanced weapon systems from both Russia and China. As a matter of fact, the deal has already been uh, uh, done between Iran and Russia in which Iran will acquire the advanced S-400 missile systems. But also uh, regarding China, China's going to be sharing advanced technology with Iran moving forward. You know, the big question, the geopolitical question that's going to be needs to be asked 
as an analyst myself, I will ask is where that where does uh, uh, this leave Saudi Arabia? <laughs> you know, because Saudi Arabia, no matter what you hear, they will want to undermine Iran. It's because again the long history. And tomorrow, when we do the live stream, I will be touching on this issue uh, to provide you a clear or the bigger picture to put it within the context of the rivalry that exists between Iran and Saudi Arabia. So, so to put all this within the geopolitical uh, context or the context of geopolitical shift that is taking place in the Middle East, you know, uh, consider, for example, China's uh, latest uh, uh, hypersonic missile test. Consider Russia's uh, 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 test of its missile, you know. And consider Iran's developing its capabilities into ballistic missile systems. So we all can see where this is going. And this is why I do find it. I couldn't wait to share the this information with you because I want to provide you the, the assessments before you start reading the headlines that's going to be worded a certain way, especially coming out of the West. So, so. So here is another scenario that uh, you might want to consider. You know, once again, I am putting my analyst hat and thinking, what will happen? And this is just a hypothetical, but it's worth considering. <clears throat> what will happen if the talks, the nuclear talks, fail? Okay, and Iran decides to move forward with enriching more uranium, and all of a sudden is in a position to declare itself nuclear power because the only a few percentages from acquiring the sufficient amount to build the bomb if they want to. But let's hypothetically pretend that Iran declared itself a nuclear power. So now you can see the ties between Russia, China, and Iran will eventually become even more sustaining uh, uh, or more important to sustain the international equilibrium, shall we say. At least when it comes down who who is influencing events on the ground in the Middle East, because that's where Iran is, but also in the Middle East, that's where Russia and China will want to ensure that their strategic interests are being protected. Okay, and this is where I sort of you have to take the big picture into consideration when analyzing all this. So. Uh, you still still have to consider uh, Russia, Iran, and China's interest uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Because you're going to have to consider what if. There's always what if scenario. At least for now, suffice it to say that Russia, Iran, and China, for that matter, are pragmatic allies. I do believe personally that none of them will step on the other country's interests. In other words, Russia will not step over China's interests. China will not step over Iran's interests. Iran will not step over China's interests. You get the idea. This is why I use the term, and I use my word very carefully. This is why I use the term pragmatic allies. This is different than NATO. Because in NATO, with all the 30 members, uh, the 30 members, you know, you're talking about two or three countries that controls the process. The rest of them are useless. 
this is why I, and I'll say it, I don't hold back on this, NATO is irrelevant. <laughs> if you want for the U.S. that's maintaining the budget of NATO and the equipment, because what do other countries contribute? Nothing. They probably will contribute manpower because the West or U.S. can sacrifice the other soldiers of the other countries. So, so. But don't get me wrong, when it comes down to the three other countries, the pragmatic allies, Russia, China, and Iran, you know, I'm not naive when it comes down to international relations, you know, especially when addressing both, uh, I mean, all of them, not just Russia and Iran, but also Russia, China, and Iran. You know, I believe that, uh, you know, hypothetically, which I don't foresee, should Iran flex its economic uh, muscles to the point of impacting, for example, Russia's energy sector, because we all know Russia is a member of the OPEC plus, which means Russia has an influence over the prices of oil, a global level. Okay. Iran also is a major producer in the OPEC, oil producing, exporting countries. So, you know, because hypothetically, and this is just a hypothetical, if Iran were to cross that line, I am sure Moscow would have no choice but to become an adversary to and somehow hostile to Iran in case, but it is unlikely outcome. I, I just wanted to provide you the worst case scenario. I don't see that happening because and Iran understand. Actually, all the three countries understand this reality that none of them will step on the other country's interest. This is why so far you do not see a treaty yet. But this joint military exercises, the frequency of it. By the way, these military exercises are the third one since 2019. And you're going to see more in the future. So, so the bottom line is that all of them, Russia, China, and Iran's anticipation of the geopolitical shift that is taking place, not only in the Middle East, but around the world, it's because what lies ahead. They are realizing they have ways of influencing and shaping the trajectory of where geopolitics goes moving forward. It will be interesting to see how the United States intends to address this challenge, given we do have, as I always say, incohesive foreign policy uh, towards not only the Middle East, but around the world. Look what's going on right now in Ukraine and uh, in, in, in what happened in Kazakhstan. You know, what's going on with Taiwan, Hong Kong, you name it. So, so basically, the three countries are going to move forward, you know, as those three countries are going to be moving forward, as Russia, China, and, and uh, Iran realizing that, you know, they are better together than individually. They will achieve more together than they do individually. They can multiply their strength, military capabilities together rather than individually. No. So as they move with this strategy, uh, the United States continues to struggle to maintain its global leadership, which we all know it has been in decline for the last decade plus. Because to realize this, look no further than Europe now, that is 
more divided than ever. And the world is not standing still. You know, this is where I see the challenges lie ahead. So it will be fair to say, welcome to a multipolar world where the earth is no longer the property of a sole superpower. I hope you find this information very useful because I wanted to share this with you. And I'll be talking tomorrow more detail about Iran and Saudi Arabia. So uh, remember to check us out on uh, geopolitics.locals.com. As I mentioned, I post a lot of videos there because it's a free setting, free platform, censorship free. So make sure you check it out and check out our membership at geopoliticsinconflict.com. Uh, Speaking of membership, we're going to be doing a presentation tomorrow for our members, and uh, we're presenting other ones as well in the upcoming weeks. So uh, I, I am working on one particular uh, uh, story here that I can provide you my analysis on it, and it has to do with the Polish president, Duda, who is declaring that he will attend the, Beijing, the ceremonies of the Beijing Olympics, you know, despite what the West is saying. You know, is this a hint for uh, some sort of cracks start to show in Europe? You know, that's what I'm going to be doing soon. And I'm just waiting on some confirmation of some information. As you know, the rule, guys, or the drill with me is I don't get on the air till I confirm the stories that I am going to share with you and the analysis I'm going to be providing you because I want it to be as accurate as possible. I can't thank you enough for your support. It means a lot to us. So I hope to see you tomorrow. And as always, stay informed. Till next time. Bye-bye.